everyone. Today we're going to look at all of the remaining three fruit of the spirit. So this is going to be a lot of information and I hope that you will uh, bear with me as we are going to just keep learning and really dive in. We'll look at faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So let's learn about faithfulness from an unexpected source in Matthew 8, 5-13. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would, and his servant was healed at that moment. Jesus finds himself approached by a Roman centurion. Roman centurions were not the religious folks of the day. They were not the ones expected to see and believe that was usually left to the Jews. Here in this passage, we see the Roman soldier imploring Jesus on behalf of his servant. Clearly, this was a man of compassion. He cared for his servant who was being tormented and paralyzed stuck at home. Similar to last week with the Good Samaritan, we see a man who is full of compassion for his servant. Next, we see that he's humble. Jesus offers to go to his home, but the centurion says that he's not worthy of having Jesus enter his home. His belief and faith in Jesus is so overwhelming that he knows Jesus just needs to speak in the, the word and his servant will be healed. When Jesus hears this, Jesus is amazed or marvels. Those are the two different translations for that. And that is crazy. Jesus seems to be surprised by this man's great faith and Jesus exclaims that he hasn't seen this amount of faith in Israel, in the Jews whom he came to save. And lastly, we see that Jesus healed the servant because of the centurion's great belief. The Roman centurion had great confidence in his belief that Jesus could heal his servant. From this passage, we learn that faithfulness looks like compassion, humility, and confident belief. On to gentleness. So we'll read from John chapter 8, 1 through 11, so we can kind of see a little bit of Jesus' gentleness in action to the, uh, to the woman who was caught in adultery. And so it reads, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, and the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap, in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened and asked her, Woman, where are they? 
Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. We see here that Jesus forgives the woman gently. He is calmly drawing in the sand while pardoning her. Asks her a question and moves on. It shows Jesus' gentleness when addressing sin. Jesus gently extends compassion and grace to this woman. I think it is important to note that this was also a woman, and we know adultery involves more than one person. Women would take the brunt of the societal shame and consequence for an act of adultery. This was also Jesus abending cultural norms of not shaming women for acts committed by both men and women. We see Jesus act similarly with the Samaritan woman at the well who has had, who has had five husbands. He extends compassion and grace. This is quite poignant for the times, acknowledging and pardoning women. So we see Jesus' gentleness and great kindness in this passage. And then lastly, we'll look at self-control. We'll read from one of Jesus' teachings from Mark 7, verses 14 through 23. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach, and then out of their body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on, What comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. We see self-control as a marker throughout Jesus' life. All of the traits that are listed in this passage are common reactions throughout our days. These are tendencies we can all be bent toward, but we see that through the Holy Spirit, we are to restrain against actions that hurt ourselves or others. When it comes to self-control, people tend to think that we're trying to limit fun. But really, it's about caring for our neighbor and for ourselves. Jesus continually calls us to care for our neighbor, the vulnerable, or those in need. Oftentimes, the actions listed here in that list hurt others or ourselves, and so it's important to lean into the Holy Spirit to avoid engaging in those activities. In wrapping up this study, it's important to remember that we receive God's goodness to us in having access to the Holy Spirit to guide and inspire our actions and words for good and for God's kingdom. So let's pray and invite the Holy Spirit into all of our words and actions. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness and generosity to us in providing an advocate in the Holy Spirit. Thank you that we have access to all of the gifts of your Spirit we've studied the past couple of months. We pray that we will grow in you and in our reliance on you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much to everyone for listening today. We are going to pause the podcast through the holidays and then through January. We are wanting to really be able to sit down with Pastor Ernesto and brainstorm the future of the podcast and what we, uh, what he wants out of it and what we want uh, the congregation to be able to learn from it. And so 
it will be back. It'll just maybe be a little bit different in the future. So we will have different opportunities in the meantime. As for announcements, uh, if you are going to church this Sunday, please stop by the Giving Tree and see if there are any name tags left. We also have some ornaments just for a cash donation for the bridge. And then also a reminder that if you have taken a name tag, please make sure you're, uh, you've delivered your gifts to either Lifehouse or the bridge by December 22nd. We are still in need of some greeters and ushers for Christmas or for our Christmas Eve worship service. So if you are willing to, please call the church office. And we have a Red Cross blood drive scheduled for January 10th. So if you would like to participate in that, you can sign up on our ministry opportunities page on our website. That's it for today. Thanks.